Please be advised, the following program contains some adult themes and content. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. This is Daniel Ricardo, and this is 365 Days of Sport. 365 Days of Sport. Yes, good evening and welcome to yet another edition of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. Yes, it's that time of the week again. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Time for the Jack Link's Beef Jerky 365 Days of Sport radio show. Getting a bit annoyed, Beef. About what? I just can't put two nines together. Two nines? Yeah, for, no, for my rounds of golf. All right. It's always one, only one good nine. Oh, I got you now. Nines. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why are you not thinking about what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, more? I've got other things to think about, Rob. It should be a, it should be at the forefront of your mind. Should worrying be, yeah, you're right. About how I'm going. I'll start sexing all my scores. Okay, cool. My scores yeah, I'll just make a handicap up for you. Well, no, I've got a handicap now. Ooh. Yeah. What is it? Twelve. Okay, that's a good starting well, point. Well, this was annoying though. So um, on a year of being, it puts me on a nine. Oh. So in the competition. I went, I went around 83, I think. Yeah. And I was marking the card for this woman who was probably, oh, pushing 70, I reckon. Right. And she was on a 49 handicap. I thought it only went up to 36. No, not anymore. Not anymore. No, wow. I think it goes up as just wherever. Okay. Oh, I think maybe 54 is the highest you can go. Okay. So she had, on the majority of holes, she had three, three shots. shots. a hole. Yeah. <laughs> One hole, I got a birdie three, a perfect three perfect shots for a par four. Yeah. She got a, a double bogey. We got the same points. Wow, it's rubbish. She what? ended up winning the whole thing. I'm not surprised on that handicap well, because she, she she was allowed to shoot 119. She shot <laughs> well. she shot about 109, so she was 10 under. Yeah, so she won, cleaned up. Good honor. Good no, on no, not good on her. Betty. I was very annoyed. She was, and also, you know what? She did soon turned up. Um, was playing. There's a couple of other old fellows were playing. And then she's going, oh, and she's going, oh, the other ladies' tees are over there. She turns around and goes, we don't call it that anymore. Just call oh. it by the colour. It's the red tees and the green tees. What? All right? We don't say it's ladies' tees anymore. It's gender for gender neutrality. No, they are the ladies' tees, though. They, they are. They're, and there's often, and then they might have novice tees as well. And But juniors. no, no, apparently she was told, uh, no, 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 no. Just, just by the colour now. Are they transgender tees? Um, I don't know. Or is that coming? No, no, they haven't, they haven't oh. got that. Yeah. I mean, that's, they'll have to have their own separate, probably. Yeah, I think so. Another whole course for them. Well, no, because they can play with the women. Ladies. Depends on unless and they're trans to a man. Yeah. Mm. Um, look, anyway, that was enough to straight away just go, okay, I'm not, right, not looking forward to this round. Then yeah. she's on a 49, and then she is the slowest golfer in the history of the planet. She'd had been like, obviously, about 15 things that her coach told her to do. She'd, oh. she'd do all 15 of them before every shot. Oh, well, routine, Rob, routine. And then she bloody well won the whole thing, and I was not so at all. So 49, happy. is it a 70 or 72? 70 is weird. 70. 70. So 49, so 119. Yeah. Did she get 119? She got 41 stable for points. Right, yeah, but I... What, so what that basically sh- means she was 10 under. What strokes did she play? What how, What was her stroke number? Was she 119? No, I don't, I don't so know for sure. So it was just because okay. it's all on the app, so it just sort yeah. of puts the points up. But I, I reckon if... I think she, she was five under, essentially. That okay. sort of means that you're double that's the amount of shots you're... Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she was, ten, yeah, 10 under. Uh, she would have shot about 109, mm. mid one, mid one, maybe 105, 109, around there somewhere. Nice, good stuff. And um, and she was all like finicky and freaked out all the time. And 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 like I'd ask her what her score was, 
and she had no idea. Oh. She used to have to stop and go back to her, oh. her caddy. Her, her caddy uh, Don't caddy, ask her, Rob. And, and recount her whole seven that she just got or something. <laughs> I was just like, Jesus Christ. It was, oh. Oh. Oh, well, it was annoying. Around well. four hours 20. Four, no, so not disastrously slow. Yeah. But, I, the but other, slow one of the other, enough. The other guys weren't quick either. Okay. They were decent golfers, but they were just slow. And I, and I was it feeling, takes, I, it I was takes feeling the pressure. It only takes one in a it group. It only takes one. In a group to slow and, you down. And I, I was feeling the pressure. Like, I had to keep dragging this this, this heavy weight like a ball and chain. Sort of, come on. You've got to keep moving. They were just oblivious. <laughs> making me very angry. Oh, well, it's the Masters this weekend, Rob. You can relax mm, and watch mm. that. But that ride around two, I got twelve Stableford points on the first nine. I, then I got twenty-one. I still don't know what counts. Well, basically, what that means, yeah, you're basically I, aiming for thirty-six. It's two points a hole if you're getting par. If you're getting what you're supposed to get. Okay. So I end up with thirty-two. So I was, which was an eighty-three. So I was supposed to shoot seventy-nine. Right. Yeah. You getting it? No, not really. Well, you're not listening. Well, you should be paying attention. I, but again, for someone matter. who goes knows the sport. Straight away, look, Guinness World Record holder, greatest sports fan, yeah. and generally quite good with numbers. Yeah, but it's stable food. Why not just go on strokes? It's, but it's the points, beef. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is essentially on strokes. I know it is. That's what I'm saying. Why make it even more complicated? It just All you do is put your score and it doesn't automatically. It's pretty yeah. fancy, all this uh, the digital only, handicap The only good stuff. thing about Stableford is if you get a massive score, you get naught, don't you? Basically, yeah. yeah. So that's what it's and and, you, and you get a, you, they adjust your score or whatever. So I'm just hitting early 80s at the moment, 83, yep. 80. It's just, you know, it's Have you just, bought this new driver yet, Rob? I don't want a new driver. Mine's driver's only a year old. Oh, it's awesome. Well, so I, hit the, I hit the ball further than everyone anyway. So the answer is yes, you bought the new driver a year ago. I'm having, I'm having problems with hooks. So when I played on Monday at 83, I hit two fairways. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. Got the hooks back. <sighs> They disappeared for a whole round. It's all this pressure you've put on yourself getting a handicap. That's what it is. In all honesty, it's partially that. It's also because I'm spending less time on the driving range now. Ah, right, there you go. I just haven't quite got that rhythm. Mm. Oh, well, never mind. I'm doing a few weird things, but I tell you, my my short game's the best it's ever been in my whole life. It's because your driving's rubbish. Ebbs and flows, Rob. Peaks and troughs. Well, yes, but sooner it's all going to, big combinations going to come together. I'm going to shoot an even par. I'm telling you, this is the next step. Next step. Yeah. What are you going to do in 2022? If 2020? I'm playing bad rounds and I'm shooting 83. That's very true. Yeah. So what are you going to do in 2022, Rob? Uh, shooting even rain. That's the answer. No, but you needed some kind of rhyming. What are you going to do in, in 2022? 2022? That's the rhyme. I'm going to have a round less than 72. <laughs> <laughs> I rhyme two with two. It doesn't work. Ah, it doesn't matter. Shoot. It's going to... I'm going to... I'm going to shoot even part. Don't you know it's true? Don't you? No, that's that song. Spandau Ballet, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know this much is true. I'll sing that one going around the course. Yeah. Uh, ha, ha. Pa, 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 and Don't now I want to come, come back, back again. Why do I find it hard to write the most line? Oh, why don't the truth to be said? Tony Hadley, they kicked him out, you know. Spando Ballet That's kicked right. Tony Hadley out of his own band. And then they were, it's like, I don't understand how that happens. aging, like, they're done. They've done everything, surely. Yeah. They're yeah. in the 60s. Probably. It's like, I, I, still, I still cannot understand what happened with Fleetwood Mac. After writing an entire album yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, where, of where they got through dual divorces yeah, yeah, yeah. and sung songs about their divorces to each other, mm. they got through that 
And now they break up. Now they break up. Now they, but they brought in. They brought in some proper musicians now, though. Oh, well, they got Neil Finn, Neil Finn, Finn and, and yeah, somebody yeah. else. Well, uh, Lindsay Buckingham, well, I think, was I consider him proper. Oh, do you? Yeah. What about, what about funnily Lindsay, enough? That'll what about be stoked. Lindsay Buckingham? That's what I said, didn't I? Oh uh, no! What was the other half called? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. What were the other pair called? Christy McVie. Oh yeah, and John. Somebody, well, who yeah. is Mac? John McVie. They had the same name. I thought they had different surnames, the other two. Never mind, doesn't no, matter. She, 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 she took them on. Yeah. And then, of course, this old, uh, what's his face on the drums? Mick Fleetwood. Mick Fleetwood, Fleetwood. From Fleetwood Mac. Exactly. Hey, but they'll be he stoked, you a, know. He lives in Hawaii now. That's good old beef. Mick Fleetwood. It's a good spot, Hawaii. Yeah. Um, now, they'll be stoked, Fleetwood Mac, because they got a mention on, so I was watching Get Back, the Beatles thing. Have you heard about this, this one, that all this missing footage when they're making Let It Be? Okay. Well, I'll explain very quickly. Well, you explain, When, when they were making Let It Be, yeah. there was a big kerfuffle for George Harrison left the band for a oh, bit, yeah. and there was all sorts of bit, a little bit of infighting going on, but not nearly as morbid an atmosphere as it's it's reflected upon in the archives. Was this tell towards the, the end? Or towards this... the end. It's a second-to-last album, okay, basically. Right, yeah. And they're writing, it's basically they wanted to make a film about them making okay. this album. Is this movie time with Rob? Story time with well, no, well, no, no, Rob we don't need to do that. But, oh, I, was, but I was just sorry. getting to the thing of why Fleet will I just like the stings. Because basically, Beef, you, just, you really interrupt my train of thought, you know that? <laughs> yeah. I'm on a roll. Good. And you ask some question out of nowhere. I'm going to get you back when you're reading your articles. So I'm going to interrupt <laughs> like you never, I'm going to be the, be the king of interrupters. I'm going to be like a bullying interviewer just trying to pigeonhole you into right. a box as okay. some kind of a yes. racist or something yes, and, just, and get it until you get you. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, oh, get so back. I was, what was it? Get, yeah, get back, back, Beatles. At some point, so it's got all this hours and hours of footage of like unseen, lost sort of footage. Okay. Well, not lost, but yeah. um, put but in. Never put broadcast. Away. Never, only bits, small bits and pieces. But, you know, Peter Jackson released it. On Peter Dis- Jackson? Yeah, Peter Jackson's put it together. Wow. Basically three three-hour epi- episodes of just all the stuff of them trying to record this album. And it's, it's at times hilarious, at times yeah. a little bit awkward. and then But at one point, they start talking about Fleetwood Mac and George Harrison's talking about seeing Fleetwood Mac. And I just thought how stoked Fleetwood Mac would be right. to hear the Beatles at that time talking about their performance the next day that they saw it. Yeah. There's a few things like that. Also, Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speeches during that time. And you said yeah, yeah. John's the next day going, did you see Martin Luther King last night? <laughs> oh, fantastic. He was brilliant. <laughs> I have a dream. He's like a poet. Should be president, you know. I, it's, it's, I, it's just it's really great. I was watching something the other day, and I can't think of what it was. Anyway, George Harrison wrote to ah, oh, it was the Monty Python actually. Yeah, that's what I was watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. George yeah. Harrison wrote to the BBC, said, "I'm a massive fan. Mm. Can I be involved in Monty Python?" And apparently, Michael Palin and Cleese they never got that message because obviously somebody at the BBC just went, "Oh, George Harrison, yeah." Oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. Okay, so that's what I was watching. Yeah, I thought well, it was another. Well, eventually band. he became very good friends he, with them. Very good friends. In fact, yeah, he, he even did the. He was dressed as a Mountie in the Lumberjack on their live tour. Yeah, that's right. And he also financed oh, the life of Brian. Did he? Yeah, John Cleese tells the story a million times over. Right. They couldn't get the film made or couldn't get the finance for it. And um, George Harrison heard about this and he asked to read the script. He read it and oh, loved yeah. it. And he said, um, he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll put up the money. They need $2 million. Yeah. And John Cleese goes, really? Will you? Why? He goes, I want to see the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah champion well done george yeah fantastic they were, i mean they're all awesome love all of them 
Mm. Uh, I do. I do recommend this. That the, the amount of time they spend just pissing round. Oh yeah, like they're going off on tangents on songs and doing stupid covers and singing in stupid voices and really? just that they honestly. My first band, Revolver, farted about a fair bit. Yeah. These guys, th- this is the biggest band in the history of the world. Well, they spend so much time <laughs> farting about. <laughs> it's quite there amazing. There were less distractions back then. Let's, well, also, I, I would suggest they'd kind of made it by this point. It Probably. wasn't like it was their first recording session no, no, where no. Ringo wasn't allowed to play the drums because he it wasn't Because he was rubbish. Well, no, because the drummer they had before was rubbish, Pete Best. Pete Best, yeah. And he said, oh, they got rid of Pete Best and they came back to record again and they had Ringo. He said, no, 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 I'll bring in my own drummer. George Martin did that, the producer. Right. Because yeah. yeah. they always said, uh, Ringo Starr, is he the best drummer in the world? No, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. That's Paul McCartney Paul said McCartney. that. Yeah, and he is actually very good, Paul He is, because Paul McCartney did, uh, did that album where he... Re- Similar to Dave Grohl, recorded everything himself. Yeah, well, he can play. If you just watch this, they just he just jumps around on his oh, instrument he? and and but can really play all of them. Yeah, mm. and he's a ridiculous singer. He, he's a, he's he's annoyingly talented. Got my mind set on you. That's George Harrison. I was talking, oh, about, I was talking true about as well, Paul McCartney. Yeah. Uh, what was his solo? I can't remember. It was called Give my Silly Re- Love Songs. Give my regards to Broad Street. That was him as well, wasn't it? I don't know that one. Well, he wrote the soundtrack for uh, a Broadway musical, I think. Yeah. Anyway, doesn't matter. So there's that, but but there's, it's amazing all the songs that are floating around when they're doing this because they sing songs that end up not making the album, right? And then they go on like um, big solo, like a lot of George. All things must pass. George, one of George Harrison's biggest, biggest songs. He's they're playing it, yeah, and it doesn't make the album. Mm. Yeah. How did Peter Jackson get involved? Uh, he was just a big, big fan, yeah. and at some point it triggered in his mind that what, where is all this footage from? The, you I was know, he's trying, he... trying to find because there's, there's only so many Beatles stories left to tell. I mean, so... the anthology was ten hours long, so that yeah. covered everything from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Ron Howard did that six, six days or eight days a week thing, oh, or whatever it was. Too. Yep. But that wasn't really anything I didn't I already wondered, know. When you said Peter, Jack, I wonder if he went out and bought a load of stuff and discovered all this footage, and he thought, oh, no, 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 it was definitely. No. It was a, it's a conscious because because you hear this them trying to make that's the one they end up playing on the roof, you know, as their last. That public, was the last gig. Yeah. yeah, so that's it's all the lead up to that, oh, right. which is like a month worth of stuff. Okay, good I, watch. I would imagine. I know they were the biggest band in the world, but somebody's filmed that. Mm. Whether they filmed it off their own back or whether the Beatles asked them to film it, whatever. You wonder if that ever got done for Led Zeppelin or the Stones, and there's all this other stuff kicking around in somebody's basement. Led Zeppelin, unlikely. But uh, the guy... Well, the, the who, possibly? You know, you know the, the Rolling Stone rock and roll circus from back in the day? No. There was a special? Was, no, I don't know. Okay. Well, it's the guy who was the director for that is, is in charge of this. Okay. But, of course, at the time, it just gets all got culled. Like, none of it was... Obviously, yeah, well, the yeah, other yeah. thing is, all the tapes got taped over as well, because they reused all the tapes if they weren't going to use them. Oh, That's what happened to a lot of TV. Definitely not, because there's, there's times where they've got audio and they don't have the footage to match it and they just sort of put stuff up right, in between yeah, and you yeah. can hear these conversations. There's even things like after George has left the band and it's got Paul and John having a conversation at the cafeteria and someone sneakily dropped a microphone in the in the vase and they don't know and it records their conversation wow. and they've just got the audio of it and it's showing the it's got subtitle to show what they're saying sort of thing. That's that's pretty cool. But, and John's John Lennon is hilarious. Mm. Oh, interesting. I might uh well I watch that nine hours worth? No, nah, probably not. Sounds like beef. He still yeah. hasn't watched the last waltz. 
The Last, the last dance, Waltz, the even. The Last Dance, all The Last Waltz, probably. I've never seen The Last Waltz, either. That's a classic. <laughs> is it? The, the band. The band's oh, final Van concert. Morrison. Well, he's a, he's he, in he appears in it. Yeah. Van yeah. the Man. Right. Well, that's enough about that, B. Yeah, that's good. Um, anything else on your mind? You've been watching any... Uh, have you watched any sports this week, Beef? Uh, not really. Nah? Nah. You haven't watched anything? Nah. What are you doing? I watched a bit of South Africa, Bangladesh. That was exciting. The, Surely not. The bangers got bowled out for 53 in the last innings. When wow. they win, it was a possibility they were going to win. Right. But no. Did you didn't. see when we got in strife against the Netherlands? Yeah, you were 17 for... Oh, no, 33 for four. 33 for five. For five, was it? Yeah. You were I was watching, I was going, what is happening? This yeah. is mental. They're a good team, though. Um, well, the, you know, they got... I think it speaks volumes that we won that game convincingly in yeah. the end. Yes. How good a team we are. They, they got some talent in the team. I mean, there was some nasty bounces being bowled, and a guy bowling up over 140Ks, you know. Mm. So it's, it's, it's developing. You know, they did a few imports there, obviously. A few? Yeah. What, 100%? I don't know. Yeah. Don't know they, the... and they're near enough all imports. Like, yeah. so actually, there's the one guy that moved to Holland when he was about six. Mm. I mean, he is Kiwi, but, I mean, he's, his background is he grew up in Holland. So. Yeah. They'll get small. there. They really will. They've, you've got to expand the international program like this Holland mm. tour, and well, Netherlands tour in New Zealand. Yeah. They've got to do it. No, I mean, it, was, it was good. Yeah. They did it the right way. Ross Taylor's final series, of course. Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, Ross Taylor, let's face it, he never really recovered from when I got him out. Um, I think he excelled. <laughs> Uh, well beyond that, yeah, I think, I think that's bit. probably the most forgettable part of so, um, his entire career. Eighteen thousand one hundred ninety-nine runs as a total across all formats. Mm. One hundred twelve tests, two hundred thirty-six one-dayers, and one hundred two twenty-twenties. He's the only cricketer to play hundred over hundred in, all, in formats. all formats. He's the only one. I didn't realise yeah, that. Yeah, right. Made the highest score by a Kiwi player in Australia. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it's by an overseas player in Australia. No one's made it. You know, two ninety. Two ninety. Yeah, in three hundred and seventy-four balls. Um, I think there was a, nine hours. He batted I can't four. remember if we declared then or not. Well, no. you were chasing five hundred and fifty-nine. Uh, in the first innings, so um, I don't know if you declared either, but you say, he basically saved no, the game. Yeah, so but it ended up being just both teams batted for the entire game, basically. Yeah, he averages forty-two point seven two across all formats, mm. so that's pretty good. Congratulations yeah. to Ross. I thought he might have kept going. Was he in the twenty twenty squad for the for the World Cup in UAE? Uh, no, that's no, he got he got it was a bit of a con- oh, controversial. Uh, he was he was dropped. Yeah, because mm, he's the sort of player you think would. Would score runs because if the tournament's in Australia, he should score runs here. Likes the ball coming on. Yeah, so. no, that was uh, he, he was a bit annoyed. Um, hence bit, why he announced his retirement. I, I don't know. He was he was never in trouble getting dropped from the, the test team or anything. Oh no, 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 definitely not, definitely not. Um, but and the, it was it was good to see his last innings. He got to see the good old down on one knee cross bat tonk that he does over Cal Corner, which was sort of really a signature shot for a long time. Yeah, I found Smashed when I it. when I was bowling to him, yep. full, very full on his legs, so he could kind of flick it round the corner. Just put two, one in front of square, one behind square, and he'd pick one of them out. Yeah. That's what I found. Okay. Well, you should have, did they not consult you whenever no, other teams are no, not playing? No. no, no. Did, you, did you get in touch with them? Let, let no, other, I don't know for myself. I'm not like that, Rob. I'm not. Yeah? Uh, you don't you want know. to self-promote your yeah, ideas? And no, not at this stage of my be career. Be big-headed, no. Um, what was that quote you said to me today? I'm just better than everyone else. Was that what it's it was? It's my job. To be better than everyone else. See, it's when I hear this sort of stuff 
all of a sudden your whole foundation of my DNA is common, common, sense. common sense is the foundation of my DNA. Yeah, yeah. It brings it into serious disrepute. If you have not to say things that ridiculous oh, that regularly. No. Um, no, 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 Rob. And, uh, no? No, so you, not. So you think it backs up your common sense, the fact that you can make these outlandish claims? Yes, most definitely. Because it's more like, I mean, it's... It's not like positivity, like Tony Robbins' self-enhancement. It's more like deluded David Brent, I think. Well, every every dog has his day, Rob. Everyone has a blind spot. <laughs> Everyone has a blind spot. <laughs> well, let's not go down that path. I don't think <laughs> that's not the uh, the idea for that. What have we uh, What have we achieved today, Beef? Did you set yourself a goal today? Um, well, I have to write a show. show yeah, yeah. So I got that, and we're yeah. doing that right now. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where we're. You're at. You're still writing it right now. I was. Well, I, I filled in about 20 minutes for you there. So. I know, it's fantastic. Oh, That's one of the best starts to the show we've had this week. This is you. <laughs> <laughs> I have an update. We don't normally cover Aussie rules mm. on this show, but we did last week, and we got another Aussie rules story. You remember that guy, actually the pair of the guys that went across to the grand final in Perth? Oh, yeah, Melbourne yeah, yeah, fans? yeah. Well, they've just come out of court today. He has been ba- – he's a financial planner, is um, Mark Babbage. Mm-hmm. So um, he has been banned from practicing in his industry. He's been handed criminal charges, convicted for his efforts to attend the grand final, led to ASIC, the Australian Securities and Investments Commission, banning him for- from providing financial services or engaging in credit activities for 10 years – um, he's been banned from performing any function relating to the provision of credit services because he pled guilty to uh, the charges of breaching COVID laws in Western Australia. Babbage has already served three months in jail and his friend Hayden Burbank, who owns Morris Jones, the Melbourne bar, the fancy bar and restaurant on Chapel Street, I think that is. So this is their crime. They travel from Melbourne to Darwin where they falsified vehicle, rental and bank documents to then be allowed to enter Perth as tourists in time to attend the grand final. And um, ASIC said they are satisfied that Mr Babbage lacks the honesty and integrity to participate in the financial services and credit industries. Was it worth it? Losing your career for 10 years? He's probably got a lot of cash. So he probably he's in credit management. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I would say this: whoever's decision it was to put anything on social media, his decision because he was loving it. Well, then, just just because of that, then they deserve all of that because right. that's when it goes from this is something I'm passionate about. I I want to see this in any yeah. sort of emotional plea that this is just something that meant so much to that person that they went to that extent it turns from look at me everyone yeah. look at what i'm doing now you're an obhead now so now look that, at me in jail look at me without my career yeah um so good luck to him no nah, no time for him no time but uh oh, I, I mean god it is a severe punishment Severe. But all he had to do was not gloat and he would have been fine. Yeah, keep your head down. Yeah. Enjoy the day, keep your head down. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did you hear about Kevin? No. He's in Australia too. Spreading himself a bit thin. Yeah, everyone wants a slice of Kevin. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. Hi, it's Jeff Horn. You're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Gags of David Boone, Rob. Mm. Got a number for me? So, well, let's go for 93. 93. All righty. Okay. 93. You better pull something out this week, David Boone. You better. 
Booney. This is, uh, it's called Alley-Oop. It's a horse racing one, which is quite apt, weirdly enough. A hurdle jockey accepted a last-minute ride on a galloper he'd never seen before, trained by a man he'd never met. Before the race, he received some bizarre instructions from the trainer, the sort of advice that jockeys listen to intently and then forget as soon as they're out on the track. All you need to know with the horse is that every time you approach a jump, you have to shout, Alley-Oop! If you want to get over Mm. the race begins and as they approach the first hurdle, all the jockey can think of is I am not going to shout at this horse. What would his mates think? So instead he kept quiet and the horse simply plowed through the barrier and was Mm. lucky to stay on its feet. Mm. Same thing happened to the second jump. So at the third, the rider decided to compromise. He leant down on the horse's mane and whispered, and the horse managed to lift his feet a few centimeters off the ground. At the next, he spoke a little louder, and the horse jumped a little higher. So at the fifth barrier, he shouted for all his worth, and the horse flew higher than any Grand National winner. This continued for the rest of the race, as horse and rider came from tailed off to take the lead at the half furlong and win going away. Back at the bar afterwards, the trainer was congratulating the jockey on his winning ride. It was a tough one, the rider conceded. I just wish you told me the horse was deaf. Deaf? The trainer responded. He's not deaf. He's blind. Mm, it's marginal. It didn't go where I was. Wanting, I thought it was going to no, go. Well, there's no explanation for the alley oop whatsoever. At the start, yeah, there's no sort of explanation as to why. Well, the horse was blind, Rob. He can't see the fences, so that he was relying on the rider to say alley oop so he could jump over him. Oh, I didn't get it again. I'm a bit slow off the mark sometimes. Some of these <laughs> jokes. Yeah, well, it's been said before yeah, that. Yeah. Well, I didn't I didn't like that very much. I thought I was, I was sort of waiting. I don't know why the jockey would then tell the trainer. I, I think did, if I, you have to explain the joke, it's not a good joke. No, that's true. That is very um, true. Maybe because these jokes just don't appeal to me on any level. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't really connect. The thing I've got to say about this segment at this point, Beef, is a concern. Yeah. I mean, there's enough ordinary jokes between uh, and comments and yarns between the two of us throughout the show that to, we have to both to, have to put up with from each other. Well, this is And now a, this is a planned segment that we know is definitely going to be in here. Yeah. And the percentage of success is getting lower and lower. I mean, he's down, how many have well, we done these now? How many jokes? 25 at least. 25 and we got basically one. Do we one. agree on one? I didn't mind that one. Didn't mind. I didn't say it was raucous, but I didn't mind it. Yeah, I we'll think say one and a half. I think we're now just poking fun at David Boone for how crap his jokes are. So, so basically, one and a half times four yeah. is five. I think the segment six. should be what crap is Booney coming out with this week? He's running at six percent. It's not good, is it? Yeah, not good. Anyway. <sighs> Life goes on. Horse racing, Rob. Yeah. There hey, was a- Queen Elizabeth this Saturday. Is it? Have you seen the... the this is a crazy good field. This no. Is, this is a huge race. I spent more time dealing with the TJ Smith this oh, week than I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. Um, because during last week's show, as regular listeners will know, yeah. we set ourselves a bit of a challenge. Yeah. To independently do our own take on horse racing, because you have become synonymous in the bottle shop commentating on horse races where well, there's I, no I audio. It, I did it once. You did it once. Yeah. But people are asking it for to happen again on a regular basis. Yeah. So we set ourselves a challenge to see who could do the best horse racing call of an actual race. Yeah. It was the TJ Smith on the weekend. Yeah, and 1,200 metres. Tw- the, the, one of the richest sprint races in Australia, apparently. Yeah, it is. Um, well, it's not anymore. Chautauqua won it three times in a row. Did. And Nature I, Strip was preparing to go for his third time Well. Don't spoil. Not preparing, preparing, I, I preparing. Got, I squeezed that into my call, Rob. Oh. Anyway, 
it was on the weekend at Renwick, and we're going to play both of our efforts. So we're going to start well, with yours. Just want to say, I've been told Beefy he puts sound effects, so mine's just got to call into my phone, so okay. mine's going to sound way less unimpre- more Well, my sound effects may be way over the top, Rob. They could um, be... So just imagine you're, you've put on the radio, actually. Yeah. You've yeah. whacked on 3TAB, whatever it's called, and yeah. listening out. So this is Rob's call of the TJ Smith stakes from uh, Renwick. Nature's Strip going forward now into the Barrier 11 on the wide in the TJ 2022. Good accent, Rob. Thanks. All horses in now. We're set. And racing in the TJ, Eduardo out well just outside of Overpass. Mass Crusaders driven up well on the inside. Uh, rocking horses back just outside of him, Shelby 66. And again, Nature Strip is now driving up on the wide to take on Eduardo as the two great champions go head to head once more. Further back in the field is overpass. Outside of him is Paul Lely. Rocking horse just in front of them. And then Mask Crusader. Rule of law outside of him. Shelby 66 has gone back now. In front of Counter Rupee. And Bellucci Babe with Zutori at the rear. Approaching the 600 now. And Nature Strips driven forward. Put in pay to Eduardo. Saying catch me if you can. Eduardo's not giving up just yet. But it's looking very much already. Like this could be a two horse race. As they hit the straight. Paul Lely and overpass on on the heels of Eduardo, as is uh, rocking horse. Zutori Shelby 66 trying to make a run, but a Nature Strip, the great champ, is driving away now. Eduardo, the only one giving chase. 150 to go, and Nature Strip is pulling further away now from Eduardo. Nothing coming from the rear. They're miles away from the pack. Nature Strip is absolutely flying. Three, four lengths clear now. This is a demolition job. Forget about it. Eduardo in second, Paul Lely in third. Looked like maybe Bellucci, Babe, the Kiwi might have got up running head-to-head alongside of Overpass. Back in seventh place is uh, Shelby 66, Zutori making a mark there. Back to Mask Crusader and Rockin' Horse fell out the back to finish. Last of all, the TJ22 champion is the one and only Nature Strip. My word, that was a dominating performance. And I had the coin on him and a uh, good win for Roberto, I tell ya. <laughs> Job, mate. That's not actually, too bad. Not bad at not, all. Apart a couple of little stumbles. The, uh, yeah, there's a few. There's, yeah. a, there's a few stumbles, and I will, that was my second. I did two takes. That was okay. my second yeah, take. Yeah. The first one wasn't much different, but I was on the wrong format, so I just did it again oh, okay. on my phone. Yeah, yeah. If not you're, bad. If not you're bad. listening on the radio, you could follow that. You'd follow the race, basically. I think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's my go. I have to say, and I did put a stupid Aussie accent. Oh on. no, I liked it. It was quite cool. I did like it. It's uh, the it got you into the into the kind of the feels of what's going on. Yeah. All right. As Rob mentioned, I put on. Uh, I, I've I've got a little bit of uh, galloping in the background of mine and a bit of crowd action. So I forgot to listen to it. So it could be anything. Right. Welcome to Royal Renwick for race eight. It is the Furphy TJ Smith Stakes, one of the richest sprint races in Australia. Nature Strip, the raging hot favourite, going for three in a row, trying to match that stay in the stalls legend. Shatakwa is the only other horse to win three on the trot. Nature Strip, $2.30, closely followed in the betting by Eduardo, who's about $4.60, trained by Bill Pride. And we are just about ready as they all go in the stalls. Nature Strip drawn the wide outside. Eduardo, barrier number three, should have a plum draw here. And they're off. Eduardo gets a good start. 
nature strip on the outside also starts with, well, you've got Overpass, Rule of Law, Mass Crusade, a rocking horse, Polele and Shelby 66 in a big pack. Pelucci Babes and Tori didn't get out too well, can't repeat. Also at the tail, Nature Strip comes to the outside of Eduardo. Eduardo looking a bit rough on the inside there. As Jimmy Mac, James McDonald, the Kiwi legend, goes around the outside trying to cut Eduardo off. Pelucci Babes and Tori still at the rear, can't not firing at any cylinders. Shelby 66 trying to come around the outside, but I don't think he's going to get there as Nature Strip gets to the turn first. Eduardo sits in the slip of the big wide ass nature strip there doing gold 400 meters from home hands and heels very very easy eduardo goes for extra eduardo comes up on the inside but there goes nature strip he kicks away one furlong to go jimmy mac is gonna bring it home for the big guy chris waller Belucci bay coming down the outside as is story overpass up the inside nature strip wins easy eduardo comes out second for Lele under Jamie Carr finishes third Bellucci Bay did get four feet overpasses stable mate at the line for fourth Saturi finish six Shelby 66 did not feature the betting told the story of that started at six dollars finished at 15 finished seventh rule of law mass crusader red hot tip there to finish in the places but only managed ninth rocking horse the kiwi tenth and counter repeat its Indian backers came dead set last. Nature Strip has stamped his passport to go and meet the Queen. It will now go to Royal Ascot in June. An easy win for the champ. I prefer mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine was... Mine's more of a, like, I sound like a horse racing guy. You do? You, 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 yours is more like, it's it's a strange tone. you got to find your tone. You need to find your horse racing tone. you got to find your tone. Uh, you, 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 but considering that I know all the horses and you yeah. don't you don't know them, that's pretty hard to do. Yeah, if, yeah, I, if yeah. I knew no horses at all <laughs> yeah. and had to come in and do a race, yeah. that would be very, The sound very effects hard. got in the way. They were too late, but uh, <laughs> there you go. It is, like I said, the race is a minute ten. And you can't have a gap or anything. It's no, pretty hard. You really have to just keep going. Like, I did it in one take, and it was, uh, I don't think I could do any better. Yeah, That's yeah. the thing, because I squeezed so much in. And get, imagine what it's like with 15 or 16 horses. There yeah. was only 11 in that one. Oh, yeah. And that's... two were out front, so they were gone, apart from the, the run down the outside by a couple of horses from 400 out. The Melbourne Cup would be a disaster. Although it's a, it's not as quick. It's not as quick. It's You're not plenty as a of time. sprint, yeah. Yeah, it's a tough job. Mm. Being a caller, yeah, I, I want. I saw. I want to have another go. Not not at that. Well, I'll do another one. I'll try. Yeah. Maybe I'll try the Queen Elizabeth this week. Right? Is yeah. that over a longer distance? It's two thousand. Oh, there you go. It's yeah, not, not quite as quick. How many horses in that one? I think uh, twelve. Okay, so it's the so same again. Yeah, I think it's the uh, the old adage: practice makes perfect. The more you can, yeah. like you say, actually get into a rhythm. Yeah. Of what you're going to say and when and bang, bang, yeah. bang, bang, and what yeah, you can include. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you're right. So uh, I won. Is that what you're <laughs> and I backed Nature Strip. Oh, well done! You doubled your money. Well, no, but I backed him three months ago. Oh, okay, good. I got him at four dollars fifty, and I've got that into very elegant to win. I got her at eleven dollars. She's now three seventy. Oh, okay, so yeah, right. So we need a very elegant to win on Saturday. Win the Queen Elizabeth, and we'll be a happy, uh, happy, chappy, uh, happy. <laughs> 
lappy. I'm going to quickly play this. Nothing to do with racing. We've talked about Ryan Reynolds and um, Rob McElhaney taking over Wrexham yep. Football Club. They were in a semi-final of the FA Trophy, which is the non-league yeah, FA yeah, Cup yeah, yeah. on the weekend. They were playing Stockport. Wrexham did win. They scored two very late goals to mm. go through. They're going to Wembley later on in the year. This is a little off-the-cuff interview that Ryan, I don't think, knew was being recorded. Okay. So this is... Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to play first, actually. This is the crowd, just as Wrexham scored towards the late end. This is mm-hmm. the crowd, because he had a corporate box and he was overlooking the uh, the Wrexham crowd. <laughs> to say he was loving that... I couldn't understand the words. Well, they were just singing, only one Ryan Reynolds, oh. only one. And he was just <laughs> loving the fact he was getting that attention. So um, when you're, a, I know he's Canadian, the other guy's American, but, mm. or is the other guy Canadian? I don't even know. When you're getting that, you've never been involved in sports that have that passion. Yeah. And all of a sudden the attention's on you and the crowd are singing at you like that. You just, <laughs> oh, it, for all the money they've put in and everything mm. else, it's probably made that just that kind of 30 seconds of yeah, adulation yeah. All worth makes it. it worthwhile. But anyway, this was a little interview that he uh, that he got caught giving. I got in at 8 this morning, 7 this morning, and I'll be home by 10 tonight to New York. Yeah. I know it's a bit of a commute, but man, was that worth it. Worth it. 100%. Oh, like, I'll take anything. <laughs> that was really, really exciting. When you do that? 22nd of May. Oh, I wouldn't miss it. Are you kidding me? When was it? So he said, well, will you be back? And he says, oh, are you kidding me? Wouldn't miss it. Chance in a lifetime. Mm. Well, Ryan, I can tell you, when I first went to Wembley and Newport County, it was the first time we'd ever been there in 100 years, so I had to go, mm. right? I told my wife at the time mm. exactly the same thing, Ryan. It was mm. a chance in a lifetime. Once yep. in a lifetime. Yeah. One year later, <laughs> it was another chance in a lifetime, <laughs> Rob. And I had to go again. Yeah. Hence why she's my ex-wife. <laughs> Nowadays, but uh, I made that uh, astonishing weekend trip to Wembley to see us the second year in a row. And what brought you there the second time, if I cup again? We got to the what the, the playoff final. The, we got to the final of the FA mm. Trophy where Newport lost to York City. And then, funnily enough, we beat Wrexham in the playoff final to get back into the Football League a year later. Right. Does anyone ever call them Wrexham as a joke? Oh, all the time. Of course. All the time. They it's get there for the taking. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. So uh, good luck to uh, Wrexham in the FA Trophy final. They're up to second or third in the league as well. So the winner of that league gets promoted to the Football League and then second through to, I think they might have changed the format, second through to six playoff for one more spot. Okay. So I don't think they'll be good enough to win the league, but they'll probably get through the playoffs. Although... It's a hard thing, the the playoffs. It's a bit cutthroat, really, but mm. uh, we'll wait and see. But that's what money does for you, Rob. I still think our sort of weekend trip to Japan from uh, New York was, was probably as difficult as what you probably did there. Yeah. That, that was just mental. It was the exact opposite time that. zone. It was, the, it was the after leaving Japan. Coming going, back again. Going through California, Mexico, being in Mexico for 14 hours. Yeah. Then coming back through Dallas and then to Florida. Yeah. Pretty and Mexico stupid. was cold. Was it? I remember we were, the we hotel the was cold. Oh, well, I think it was the fact that we got in at two in the morning. and Yeah. That's another story, that Mexico story. 
Well, there was much just just a policeman with a machine gun. Yeah, just a policeman with a machine gun trying to wake up the landlord to yeah, find out in. where we were. He's staying. a friendly bloke. He, yeah, he was us friendly. Out. He was loving yeah, it. We yeah. thought he did think we were breaking in. He was ready to kill us, Rob. He, the, he didn't. Sh- he didn't line up the no gun at us. I don't think he was loaded that machine gun he had. Uh, no, there was a big magazine in it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, don't worry about that. I do know. Hey, bro, if we were on a desert island and there wasn't any grass, no grass. Would you eat me to survive? Oh, bro, who'd eat a cow? Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues, beef up your snack life. I'm Mick Fanning, and this is 365 Days of Sport. Ladies and gentlemen, here's tonight's top ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I got a live one here. Top 10 time, Rob. Yeah, yeah. And it's yours. So, I was reflecting upon a, a show we had a couple of few weeks ago, I can't remember how long ago it was, where we talked at quite some length about your potential possibility to become a life coach. All right. I think that was just right. two weeks ago, Rob. Just two weeks ago, I was think it? so, Okay, yeah. well, it's really resonated with me. Oh, good. And I want to, you know, it's, it's going to be yourself and potentially Charlie Andrews Endeavour. And I just want to say that I'm I'm here for support as well. Good. So I've had to think about it, and I've, I've tried don't to... don't want you to think too hard. Well, I, I've really put some work into this speech. Good. And uh, what I've decided is that just how I can contribute some information I can just pass on to you to work with. Right, yeah, yeah. I've taken some of the, the most famous sort of life quotes okay. from times gone by. Right. Very, very famous ones. I have a dream. But but I've taken them and I've put I've just put a slight modern twist on it. Oh, I love it. My own, my own sort of twist on it to give it a modernized it really. I okay. think. So um, I've just got a, these are the top ten life quotes modernized by Roberto to to hand on to Beef in pursuit of his life coaching of sporting excellence. Sport life coaching sporting excellence yeah. exactly. All right. All right. So here we go. go. I'm so looking you, forward to so this. You generally, you recognize the start of them, but then it will change. <laughs> okay. If life gives you lemons, number 10. If life gives you lemons, make a gin and tonic. Ah. Yeah. What about if life gives you melons, you're a dyslexic? I didn't know that one. Didn't you? No. Okay. But, um, it's good, though. Yeah. Does he make melons? He can make melons out of lemons. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> gin, and, gin and tonic is yeah. way better than lemonade. Because that's what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like that, Rob. So you can have a relaxing, refreshing gin and tonic. You can. Why would you want to have a lemonade that's just pretty sugary Mm. when you can have a gin and tonic? Sugar-free lemonades are available. Number nine. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and he'll be out of the house for way longer, which is better because he might be annoying. Yeah, yeah. So that could be... Um, I think that's coming from your feminine side there, Rob. What do you mean? Teach a man to fish and he can leave for the rest of the day. Well, it just gives you a bit of a break, you know. If people, yeah. I mean, imagine COVID was a tough time to be under the same roof the whole time. Very true. And if you taught someone to fish, they'd be out of the house for a few hours. Yeah. As opposed to being like always in the house. Yeah. Because uh, if you have just gave him fish... You'd have fish for dinner every night uh, well, from the supermarket. Although if you taught a man to fish, you probably would still have fish for dinner every night if but, he was but any you, good at least at it. you get a bit of time to yourself. True. Okay? Definitely. So keep that one in mind. I, I've kept it in mind. Number eight, don't go where the path may lead. Ooh. Go instead where there is no path, and you'll find a far 
better chance of finding a good hiding place in case like a bad person would come on the road and you had to hide like the hobbits do in the Fellowship of the Ring. Right. right? So you stay on the road, you can yeah. come across some nasty characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go off the path, you can hide. Mm. It's much safer. Yeah, it's, very, it's a pretty snappy slogan as well, Rob. Yeah, yeah, rolls really off nicely. Sp- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so keep that one in mind, Beef. Don't stay on the path, you know. Yeah, yeah. That sounded a bit like... Um, Ricky Gervais, David Brent, that one. Okay. A little bit like him. Just yeah. a little bit. It's all right. You can use it. You've I will. Got, I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll this, lock, this is just a starting point. Locked in. Locked in, Rob. Number seven. I alone, this is actually originally Mother Teresa. Oh, good on, Mother. I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the water and create many ripples to hopefully become the Guinness World Record greatest stone-throwing water skimmer. Yeah. So that's what that one's about. I like it. That's what Mother Teresa should have gone for. She should make an impact. I mean, as you would know, as a Guinness World Record holder, yeah. it gives you a lot of status. Yeah. So I think... Um, the world stone skimming champion, Rob. Yeah. That's right. many ripples if you're a world record holder. A lot of ripples. A lot of ripples. Number six. Yes. That which does not kill us was probably an inferior species. Ooh, that's deep. Because Nietzsche, that's Friedrich Nietzsche. That was not, what does not kill us makes us stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that which does not kill us probably was inferior. Yeah. So you beat them. I told you, that's deep. That one's yeah, deep. Yeah. The more you think about that, yeah. the deeper it gets. So, you, again, that's you a see... That's lot, a lot to think about, that one. Twists on it. Yeah, a lot to think about. Nietzsche's Meetcher. Nature's Meetcher. Um, Nature Nurture, I think you're talking about. Number five, motivational quote. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. When the going gets tough, have a quick break. Yeah. Yeah. Recuperate. Recuperate. Don't yeah. do tough get going all the time. Nah. What, if, what if you're burnt out? Exactly. You pushed it too far. I like that one. That's good. That's, e- that's the best one so far. You happy with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's logical. Makes more it? sense. You know, you can't just, you know, they have lunch at cricket. They have a tea break at cricket. Yeah. Rejuvenate. I watch... This program called Alone. You can't burn yourself out in the first day. You've got months to go yeah. when you buy yourself in the Arctic. Exactly. Yeah. See? Good. I'm glad. So we're going well. That's yeah, a yeah. good one. Like that one. Here's another one. Number four. Thanks. Tis better to have loved and lost than to have loved and then gone and gotten lost in the forest or something. You know? <laughs> it's because, much better. Because much then better. the impact on the person that you've lost... Is um you know that they, they have you've gone off in the forest and and they they lost so right because right, if you loved and lost and then well it's just better yeah it's it, a better don't don't get lost in, it's better than to have loved and lost than to get lost in the forest that's All right? better much better don't um, get lost in the forest people. yeah yeah number three yep we have number three is sorry <laughs> shoot for the moon because even if you miss you can go to the shop and get the sight realigned at the shop while you gun because it, it'll fix it. Okay, right. Number three. The so, moon's a pretty big target. But the bullet can't travel that far. No. So there's no point doing it's, anything. It's, it's, you can't, don't, don't, shoot, don't shoot at the moon. No, yeah. Point. That's what it should have said. Exactly what it should have said. Number two. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing to prove they're pro-gender equality and that women should be allowed to triumph over evil too. Don't disagree with that. Agree with that? Oh, no, I don't disagree with that. It's very different from agreeing, Rob. It's very different, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's another little quirk there. But, but do you feel that works? I don't disagree with that, Rob. So I can't remember who said that one. 
nor can I. You did about a minute ago. I changed it a lot because normally they said triumph it stop it stops see they they because it's sexist isn't let's it? just say it was winston, it's all about men winston churchill Rob. it was winston churchill let's just do mm, yes i think it might have been churchill see he, I know he was uh, he popped on the list a few times he would have been he would have said stuff like that he had some other one about if you're going through hell you keep walking or something. oh yeah he loved all that stuff he uh, was a wartime that, prime minister Rob. Well, well, what did you end up in hell in the first place maybe you weren't much of a decent bloke true uh, number one, Rob. Number one motivational quote for BP's life coaching business. Yes. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again when the first time it was already shit. It's insane to keep doing it. It certainly is. Yeah. Cut um, your losses, Rob. That's what that boils down to. You should have been able to realize the first time. Just cut your losses and get on with something more important or more worthwhile. That's what, that's what it is. Do you know lately, though, people like to say the definition of insanity uh, is yeah. doing the same thing over and over, expecting, yeah. but, and I always want to say, well, that's actually not the definition. Yeah, well, I think it's more I, I understand, I understand your point you're making philosophically, but that's actually not the definition. Being. No, because as we all know, insanity is so they can get off murder charges. You can plead insanity. You can. Or you so, can be considered insane, and then you don't get called a murderer. You're just a mentalist. Yeah, and, and the, by that rationale, if you're a psychopath and you killed many people, yeah, you can say, oh, but definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Really insane. So there we go. Pete. Nice. So I hope you can work with that. Oh, definitely. Definitely will. And there's will. just one other one I had oh, on right, the side yeah. was, because you know you have that, we have nothing to fear but fear itself. Yes. We have nothing to fear but lions. And a big bear. If you're in Africa. You know, he's he's, only, he's not thinking about the Africans. No. You know, I mean, I saw a story about a refugee the other day from Kenya, yeah. and uh, he went to the United States, and they asked him, oh, you got any brothers and sisters? He goes, no, nah, they got eaten by lions. Right. So he didn't think about that one, Beef. No, he didn't. Well. Do you feel like that'll build a business well? De- it's yeah. definitely a starting point. It's a good starting point? Yeah. Okay. Definitely is a starting point. A couple point. of new T-shirt slogans and bumper stickers? <laughs> It's the foundation of my DNA, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the foundation of my DNA. Good. I'm glad I contribute. You definitely have. I appreciate it. Hey, um, don't you just hate it when someone answers their own questions? I know I do. Is it better than the beef, probably? Is it better than the beef, Rob? Is it better or not? Is it better Rip than the beef? Please believe it or not. Beef or bust, Rob? A total of 252 people donned lion costumes in an Irish town. Lions again? Yeah. To set a Guinness World Record for the largest gathering of people dressed in lion costumes. Mm. The Wicklow and District Lions Club oh, Wicklow, teamed up with students and teachers from the nearby Dominican College to take on the record. The Lions Club said Guinness World Records officials told organisers the goals to beat 250 and a total of 250 people turned up. The club said it had been playing the world record attempt for nearly three years as planned record attempts in 2020 and 2021 were postponed due to COVID. So is that better than the beef? Or is, not? Is there any um, definition as to how realistic or, or how, uh, in terms of being a lion costume, what sort of was the requirements to qualify as a lion costume? I just think uh, dressed up as a lion, you go to a shop. But, but was it like just someone with a, a tail on Could be. And, and some whiskers? I didn't see any photos. See, because I'm just... It actually says me, lion costume, so I reckon it's people dressed up But it could be like lions. in those onesies and that. Could be. Uh, for that side of things, I reckon there would have been a lot of people not willing to go. If they, if they all had really proper good Like costumes, a proper mascot like, like, suit. Like Wizard of Oz style. 
yeah. doing it proper. Or the Detroit Lions. They have that massive yeah. lion. Yeah, yeah. Then I think we got something. But I, I can just see a lot of shortcuts here. Yeah. So I'm afraid you've you've got, got them, them again, got Rob. Them again, got them again up the table. I'm still top yeah. of the league. So you're so ahead far. of lion costume people. Uh, what else was there? They were eating people. people 19 were, chicken nuggets 19 in a chicken minute. 19 chicken nuggets. And uh, I can't remember the other one. Well, you were better, though. I was better than that. Anyway, so, yeah. Was some walking race or something. Could have been. I can't quite remember. It didn't go for very long was the problem. Coming it's going to be interesting to see when you... I'm trying the, to work out. I'm trying to find these new... This is new. This is only in the last couple of days, this world record attempt. Okay. So I'm trying to find new ones and see where they place on the league table. Lions. Um, we're going to yeah. quickly squeeze through this. <laughs> To me, being woke means being outraged all the time. It's being uncomfortable all the time. I also think about what words actually mean. We're going to need people to really preach to people who already understand what it means. I think to be woke means reaching out and speaking to people along the way and bringing them on and to increase the amount of wokeness in your community. The amount of wokeness in the community. Yeah. It's just two headlines today rob very quickly hipster gets mad his photo was used in an article about how all hipsters look alike then he finds out it wasn't him oh interesting <laughs> yeah good so he, he couldn't even tell it wasn't him because it was such an obvious look-alike of his yeah check so, shirt, check shirt beard, beard mullet dodgy glasses yeah okay yeah. Mm. wow that's really saying something that is really saying something got offended by a photo not of him yeah are you ready for this one yep new york city's top doctor apologizes to black and hispanic birthing people for calling them mothers a department of health spokesman said we apologize for inadvertently gendering black and puerto rican birthing people uh so the key there is he shouldn't have apologized did, did they protest this the two women i, I wouldn't have thought i wouldn't so. have thought so mm. so it's someone in the organization that's decided this is the way forward to but, refer to them as birthing people. Yeah, not mothers anymore. Even though mothers... So who did he actually apologise to then? Black and Hispanic people. Across uh, the board. Black and Hispanic birthing people, sorry. Not black and Hispanic people. It wasn't so, so clearly... The, so the community... Not in terms of the people in the hospital as such. Just these two just people. The, but they wouldn't have even known. Probably not. So who's reported this? <laughs> I don't know. This is the first paragraph of the uh, of the article. The urgency of this moment is clear. Mortality rates of birthing people are too high, and babies born to black and Puerto Rican mothers in this city are three times more likely to die in their first year of life than babies born to non-Hispanic white birthing people. So they're actually apologising. Who's uh, who's this from? Dr. Michelle E. Morse, who is the chief medical officer for New York City Health. Well, isn't that so offensive to women if if you see to address them as a birthing person? Isn't this just a horrible, yes, demeaning, yes, demeaning, diminishing term? Yeah, I agree it's, it's with not you. Giving 100%. Any, it's not giving any sense of achievement to it. It's lowering things. Yeah. You're just a birthing person. Just, yeah. It's so derogatory. Uh, you know, when you awful. say it like that, it does sound awful. You're Get a- out of here, you birthing person. <laughs> you birthing person, effer. It's just horrendous. It's, 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 it's in the ballpark as referring as little people. 
yeah. when they don't, they don't want to be called dwarves and midgets anymore, yeah, yeah. and it became little people. And and now I've I've heard that that's on the out now because oh, they, right. they've they've figured out that actually that, people. that was a horrendous term. Which should, one, the little people? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's official, but it came out the other day, and since and, and someone is it was on the internet, with, Rob? It's probably yeah, it's, it's official. <laughs> um, I saw this. And it's I thought, never. It's not going to catch. We on started this, this woke news yeah. for this exact type of story. Who's offended about being called a mother? That's exactly. the question. Who? It's, it's like the the grandest honor you can have. Yeah. Oh. We apologize for inadvertently gendering black and Puerto Rican birthing people. Just. Oh my god! I don't, I don't think we need to go Stop any further. Stop the on. planet, Rob! I want to get off. I, I don't. Uh, no further on that one. It's a, that, just. It's mental. Anyone listening will just go. Will be one hundred percent on our team. Definitely. That is not an improvement. Not even. It's not even a little bit an improvement to our society. That idea. It's the stupidest, dumbest. And doctors of all people must. They should be decent enough thinkers. Yeah. If they're capable of becoming a doctor. It means you've got a reasonably good brain. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to do. You should be able to ascertain that that's the stupidest idea in the world and kick it in the face. If it was, if the idea could be... I want to know. ...manifest in a physical form, you would kick the idea in its face. Do you think, is there a 1% feeling back there that somebody has actually complained about being called a mother? Has anyone? At the at most. I would suggest it's about 0.002%. I don't think it's even as much as that, Rob. It can't... Who's offended? Who is offended? There can't be anyone offended. I, I honestly think this is only reported so that we can have it segments on shows. <laughs> yes. So that people have things to talk about. Yeah, I think you're right there. Utterly mental. I'm. It's shameful how stupid that is. Yep, shameful. Wrong. Yeah, they, they they need some motivational quotes. They do. When the goings get tough. I mean, that's a. <laughs> to be fair, that's a far better definition of insanity. If you've got to give an example. <laughs> What up? Same old, same old. You? Fifty Shades of Greys. Nice. <laughs> hey, did you hear the news about Bridget? She's making her way around Australia. For reals? Yeah, she's everywhere. Barbecues, footy, even camping. Well, sounds like she's flat out. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to go to Australia. One day, bro. One day. Premium New Zealand beef. Jack Leagues. Beef up your snack life. Hey, this is Toddy Goldsmith, and you're listening to 365 Days of Sport. Oh, that music can only mean one thing. That is Sporting Gladiators, Rob. Yeah. I got. I reckon I got easy on you this week because oh. I've been winning them so often. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I think maybe I've just been. Well, not really. I asked you about Newport County that time. I asked you about Glamorgan. You, yeah, you no, know, you, no, I'm not. You play for Glamorgan. Yeah, I know. You, you, all you talk about is you, you know, anyway. Yeah. Well, I think I've gone easy on you as well. But, oh. uh, there we go. It is a quiz. People, we ask each other three uh, sports trivia questions. Each question has a minimum of five answers. You can score a maximum of 15 points. It is not, as I've been told by our listeners, it is not best of 15, Rob. No. It is the majority of 15 wins. Anyway, we're going to get straight into it. Because it's not long to go, Rob. It's a sad side of affairs when uh, there's only 18 minutes to go. Yeah. All right, name five Australian test cricketers called Greg. Simple as that. Name five of them. Greg Chappell. One. Greg Blewett. Two. Why can't I remember any other ones? Te- test cricketers. Test cricketers. What's the, who's in the current team? There's no one called Greg. 
I don't think Greg? there's anyone being called Greg since Greg, Greg blew, blew it, mate. Who's that uh, advanced hair? Yeah, yeah. What's his name again? That spin bowler. I just saw it about the other day. There was Martin Crow or the advanced hair. Yeah, yeah. Greg. No, his name is Greg. What's his surname? <laughs> you, you know who I'm talking I about. I know exactly who you're talking about. I've got the answers Greg right. Greg Matthews. Greg Matthews. Used to bowl uh, with his hat Greg on. Dyer. <laughs> Greg Dyer. Greg Dyer? Yeah. Wow. So I've still got one left. Yeah. Um, Where'd you get that from? Because Greg Dyer. Boy, I don't know if he played Tess and he, he played play. one one day as. I can't Greg, believe you've got Greg, that. Greg Dyer's from um there was a controversy in New Zealand where he's might have not taken a catch and it oh. showed in the replay that he didn't take it and now batsman's given out and what, the, an Australian the, and the, a catch Rob? The uh the header was mm. Dyer, you're a liar. Right. Wow. If you get five here, I'm going to... I think you're, you're Toys out the cup. Uh, I can't, no, I can't remember. some reason, Greg Simons popped in my mind, but that, it's obviously I know it's Andrew Simons, is that, but I thought there might be another Simons at some point. Greg Alabaster. Greg Alabaster? <laughs> the fat cat, Greg Ritchie. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. there's another one called Greg Campbell. Greg Campbell, okay. I don't know what Greg Campbell did. I don't really so remember. So that's all him. of them. So there's only actually there six. There's only six, yeah. Okay, I did pretty well. Okay. Four out of six, Rob. You yeah. did really well. Okay. Simply, and I'm going to allow up to the top seven here Ooh. for the top five fastest women's 100 metres of all time. Great question. I'm only going to get one, I reckon. Florence Griffiths, joiner. Yeah. The next couple will probably be... Oh, Marion Jones is probably in there. She's fifth. She's fifth. Alison Felix? No. She's more a hurdler. No. Um, are the other ones Jamaican? There's Shelley, a lot of Jamaicans in there. I can't remember who, who Shelley was Shelley Fraser-Price? Yes. Three out of three out of four. Three out of four. And the other one will be... Of course, the one with the nails, the tall one. I don't know her name. Uh, <laughs> she ended up running for Qatar or something. <laughs> oh, God. To tie it up. Okay, i got one guess left. Let's go. Um, well, I'm going to kill myself when that bloody... <laughs> when you say that other one. I don't even know which one it is. Uh, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, <laughs> Jackie Joyner Kersey. No, it's not. No. Okay, go on then, hit me. So you had Flo Joe's first. Yep. Elaine Thompson Hurrah. Was that mm, it? No. Second, Shelly Ann Fraser's third. Yeah. Carmelita Jetar. Oh, okay. That's not the one I was Marion Jones was fifth. Yeah. Shakari Richardson. Shakari Richardson. Shakari That's, Richardson. She's the current, yeah. Okay, and Christine Aaron. Oh, okay. The seventh. One, the one I was thinking of wasn't there. Wasn't then. there. Okay. Who was the one? I, I'll, I'll find it, though, later. All right. All right not bad. Not good. Not Four, bad. Four, three. All righty. If you don't get f- six here, you yep. should really retire. Okay. Only six Australian horses have won over $10 million in prize money up until 30th of March 2022. Yeah. Name five out of the six. Uh, Red Zell. Yep. Nature Strip. Yep. Uh, Winks. Yep. Uh, Black Caviar. No. Uh, how much did you say? Did you say $20 million? $10 million. Um, And then I'll go Maccabi Diva. Yes. You got one more guess. No, that's five guesses. Oh, yeah, you too. Okay. Very elegant. Oh. Sunline. Sunline, okay. Is the other one. How so, did Black Caviar not got there? Yeah, Only I ran 20 odd races, I think. That's weird, isn't it? Must have not been as much money anyway, back then. Yeah, so. Uh, 
Yeah, four. Okay, four. four. Yeah. Shows how much money's in it now. Ridiculous amounts. Well, it's just, as the Everest is yeah, basically yeah. just does it. Uh, okay, well, speaking of should get five or should get six, uh, simply most test, highest test wicket holders, top five, uh, English. James Anderson yep. is one. Yep. Stuart Broad is there. Yep. Um, Ian Botham. Yep. They're probably the obvious three. Yeah. Yep. Long career. Graham Swan? No. No. So, one to get. Yeah, I reckon my brother would have got this easy. Fiery Fred Truman. Fifth. Right. Who's in fourth? Recent or not recent? Uh, 70s. Bob Willis. Yep. Okay. How many wickets Graham Swan's got? He must Don't know, there. actually. I didn't check down uh, yeah. below. Yeah, uh, of, well, see, now at the moment, I don't think Anderson and Broad are highlighted as in the team. So no, the, the next closest, I think, is Stokes. No, they will be. Don't worry about that. All right, here we go. This one will test you. Me by one. Name the last five men to win tennis majors that aren't called Rafa, Roger, or Novaks. Oh, what? The last five men to win? Yeah. Tennis majors. Out of the last six, I'll give you our because I know okay. the other one. Okay, Andy Murray. Yes. Um, Pete Sampras? Nope. Oh, so there's been more since then. Yeah. So who's after him who's won? Oh, um, I can't remember if he won or not. Thomas Burditch? Nope. Oh, this is going to get me. Uh, Merit Safin? Close, but no. Uh... Uh, so I've only got one guest left. Is yes, right? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Andre Agassi. <laughs> no, it's way back. Way back. Leighton Hewitt is it either? No, Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev won last year. That's who Might I was. Won this year, that's who I was trying. I knew there's a recent one. Yep. Dominic Tm won something. Yeah. Stanislav Rawinka. You should Rawinka. Have got. That's the one because you asked me that not long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. I think I asked you this similar question. Yeah, it was uh, Marin Cilic, and yeah. then. Um, Whatever he's called, Del Potro is the other one. Good, From, and that's way back in two thousand and two or something. There's a hard. Qu- well, then how did Pete Sampras not be in there? Yeah, it might, might have been the one. I'm before, sure he won after that. Might have been the one before Del Potro. That was about when Federer came in 03. Mm. Okay, well, that's dodgy beef. <laughs> what do you mean it's right. dodgy? So similar question. Oh, so, right. yeah, well, yeah. not a similar question, but it's yeah. golf. Okay. So, excluding Tiger and Jack, from the top ten, name five of the top ten most golf majors. Okay. Um, and it actually extends to nine because a bunch of them are tied. Okay. Great question. I've got no idea. So, how many, I'm going to pick two at the moment. So, you need three to win. Yes. Um, golf majors. Who would be up there? Uh, I've... I'm drawing an absolute blank and I shouldn't do. So there's going to be people with six or seven in that area. Well, I'm going to put out there. Nick Faldo. No. 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 Right. That's no good. Gary Player. Yes. We're getting somewhere. Three, Three guesses left. We're getting somewhere. Who are the other kings of the 60s and 70s? Bobby Jones. Yes. <laughs> then I'm going to say Gene Saracen. Yes, he did it. Uh, and one for good luck. All right, we'll throw one out there. We're going to say Lee Trevino. 
No. No. Yeah, he was about 12th, I oh, think, was he? or 13th. So, oh, so you just won by just one. Just won. Kept so, it close. Obviously, Kept Jack, it Jack Nicholas first, Tiger second. Yeah. Walter Hagen. Walter Hagen. Has 11. Right. Ben Hogan, nine. Oh, that's who I was thinking of. Equal with Gary Player. Do you know nine. what? I was, I was trying to think of brands. Right. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, ben, ben Hogan and Gary Player on yeah. nine. Davy Ping. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Watson's on uh, next on eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's five of them on seven. Okay. Harry Varden. Never heard never of heard him. of him. Bobby Jones, Gene Sarazen, Sam Sneed. Sam Sneed, of course. Arnold Palmer. That's the other guy I was thinking of with yeah. with uh, Gary Player, Arnold Palmer, yeah. And he so they're all tied on seven, those last five. Wow. So it's all old school. Yeah. Basically, apart from yeah. Tiger. It's amazing how much they shared it around because then they're all playing at the same time. Yeah, kinda. yeah. Well, Bobby Jones, oh, a bit Sam Snead, and Ben Hogan before that too. Yeah, but the Bobby Jones' story is amazing. Yeah, read into Bobby Jones because he retired at like twenty-seven, and they wouldn't let him play because he was too good. Okay, didn't know that in the amateur days. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, I lost. It's annoying. You did. Good tournament though. Good tournament. Bloody tennis question. Yeah, sorry about that. All right, because I nearly gave you a uh, a golfing question as well. And you oh been well, the, well, it's Masters on in Thursday. The beach, it is, so, and yeah. the Formula One this weekend. Oh. Bloody unbelievable And the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. And the horse racing as well. I should have got very elegant. You should have, definitely. Well, I mean, it's fair to assume that Black Caviar would have been the yeah, made more surprising. than 10 million. Yeah, it's uh, The money must have just been rubbish because it was a sprinter. It didn't run any long races, that's why. Yeah. Mind you, it did win. It won every single race. 27 straight or something. 22, I think. 22, yeah. So I don't know why. Including a in couple in Britain or one in Britain. So. One in Britain, yeah. All right. We always finish on some great stories, Rob. Okay. Rampage, as topless man, staggered across the A9, screamed at some sheep, and then peed on a child in a car. How did he manage all that? Is, is, is that a standstill, I assume? Thomas Danen, 42, went on a bizarre rampage where he staggered across the A9 whilst topless and then urinated on a nine-year-old boy. A Glasgow man staggered topless across a busy dual carriageway, shouted at some sheep in a field before opening a stranger's car door and urinating on a nine-year-old boy. Danon from Cranhill in Glasgow caused chaos at a filling station before weaving his way across the A9 trunk road near Glen Eagles, Rob. Crikey. He forced a number of motorists to swerve out of the way to avoid striking him before he ended up in a field haranguing an innocent flock of sheep. During the bizarre rampage, he pulled open the rear door of a car and urinated on a nine-year-old boy who was sitting in the back seat. The court charges state that Dynan forced vehicles to take evasive action to avoid hitting him and that whilst he was topless, he did shout at some sheep. Right. It's official. He did admit breach of the peace in the court and then admitted a second charge of assaulting the boy by urinating on him and a third charge of urinating in circumstances likely to cause annoyance to others. Mm. Well, that's the key part, isn't it? It definitely it's is the key part. Of, uh... Urinating urinating in circumstances likely to cause annoyance to mm. others. I didn't know that was an official charge, but clearly it is. It's more long-winded than some of my um, life coaching advices, yeah. uh, that particular charge. So, Well, are. he's had a bad run, that lad. Uh, <laughs> I, he's not going to enjoy waking up and, uh, and reading the news on that or hearing that it must be one of those ones when you wake up and go, oh, what's happened? Can't remember. I reckon he might have had a few. I, I, without doubt, without po- doubt and possibly uh, maybe a bit of a concoction going on there. 
quite possibly um, in Glasgow, yeah. Although it's not, I mean, if you, if you go do it properly, you can it, drive yourself basically insane on alcohol if you if you really have, have an intent to do so. Yeah. It doesn't say what time of day that is. Yeah. Well, Imagine I, if that was like 9 a.m. I, I think, I wonder if it is daylight. Oh, it definitely is daylight. It's got a nine-year-old kid in a car. Mm. Yeah, well, better luck next time. Better, uh, ho- better luck uh, next time. Yeah. Congratulations to, uh, well, for making our show. Yeah. To Thomas Dynan, whatever he was called. So what score did you get in the... You must have got 10 out of 10. 10-9, Rob. 10-9. No, I haven't Pipped got under 10 post. for a while. Pipped you at the post. Well, they got yeah. me only one on that last one. Sorry about that. Andy Murray. Andy Murray. We've got to thank the good people at Jack Link's Beef Jerky because, sadly, Rob, it's the end of the road. What do you mean? Just today. It's the end of the road for today's show. We've come to the oh, end. Oh, right. I thought you were another... just, something had happened. Well, it has. We've come to the end of the show, Rob. That's, okay, that's right. where we're at. So we are thanking the good people at Jack Link's Beef. I need my beauty Jerk. rest for my run of golf tomorrow. Yeah, you've got to be up early. Get the, 720 uh, the morning time. light now that we've it's, gone it's back right on an midnight. Hour. Gone back an hour. I'm gonna, at best, I'm going to get six and a half hours sleep. Oh, that's a shame. That's that actually shame. about what I normally get. So tomorrow, Rob, before you go out on the course, make sure you get your Jack Link's Beef Jerky because you're going to need that. Great protein from 100% grass-fed New Zealand beef, Rob. You can't get better than that. You're going to need as much strength as you possibly can. I'll be proteined up. Get your Jack Link's beef jerky, people. If you're watching the Formula One Grand Prix this weekend, all the way from Albert Park in Melbourne, you will need a massive chunk of beef jerky just to keep you going. If you're watching the Masters Golf, it's going to go on all night long. So you're going to need your beef jerky. And if you're watching the horse racing with Rob... Starts in in the morning. ...in his pants... Rob's going to be in his pants Saturday afternoon watching the horses. No, i got to work. Oh. Tuesdays and Fridays off at the moment. Okay. Good day for racing. Who no, knows? it's not. It is. It's, it's um, on Saturday. It's always Mornington on a Friday, isn't it? Uh, Sometimes. Mornington, Bendigo, matter. Ballarat. One of Cranbourne. those. Cranbourne. Cranbourne. Uh, please, get your Jack Link's beef jerky. Get it in. It is the best. It's on special this weekend. I'm sure it's on special somewhere. Yeah. It'll be the best beef jerky you'll get this week. Great beef. Thanks, man. Did you know I ate an entire kg of smoked brisket last Saturday? A kilo's uh, uh, worth? Yeah, like 1.2 kilo. Wow. And that's... then half a tub of ice cream. That's a good effort. Half uh, a tub? Oh, a pint. Half a pint. A pint? Yeah. Uh, so, was, they come ice they cream? They come those sort of round ones, you know? Was oh, that a pint? Is and it? I just felt so ill, I yeah. just went to bed. Oh, okay. It was a great, great night. It sounds like it. Yeah. A kilo of meat and a pint, half a well, whatever it is, half a kilo of ice cream. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, it's all there. This has been episode 243 of the greatest non-sports sports radio show on the planet. 365 days of sport. See you next week.